A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild from the Magnus Archives, or the Eternal Tavern Keeper in Chapter and Multiverse. Today, I'm here to tell you about Malevolent, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Malevolent is a weekly horror fiction podcast filled with dark, noir, eldritch horror. Arkham private investigator Arthur Lester wakes up with no memory of who he is or what has happened, only a nameless, eerie voice guiding him through the darkness. Blind, terrified and confused, his journey will lead him towards a series of mysteries in the hopes of understanding the truth of what has transpired. As cosmic horrors seep into the world, Arthur must ask himself whether this entity truly seeks to help him or are its intentions more malevolent? Search for Malevolent wherever you listen to your podcasts or visit 
www.rustyquill.com or www.malevolent.ca for more information. Have fun. See you later. Rusty Quill presents The Magnus Archives Episode 162 A Cozy Cabin Anything interesting back oh. there? Yeah, sorry, I was just um yeah. Curiosity is a very dangerous trait in our line of work, Gerard. So is ignorance. <laughs> well, you're not going to find many dark secrets in the stationary cupboard. Just the recorded confession of your evil plans then. Well, I'd be something of a fool to leave that one in the recorder. I've never really seen you use it. Well, it's generally only for those statements I think might be useful to my successor. Or the occasional interview. So do I get to hear them? Perhaps, if you live long enough. But somehow I doubt Elias would look favourably on your application. And if I'm being quite honest... Yeah, I know, I know. And I don't want your job. Believe me, the perks aren't worth the shackles. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the verdict? Hmm? On the travels. Oh, burn it, I think. You said Mr Hampton was dead. Yep, and not peacefully. But you haven't seen its powers. Not directly. Well, given the themes of the original, I doubt it has anything that would be worth the danger. And when in doubt? Well, quite. Can I use your waste paper bin? Yes, it's just... Wait. Surely you didn't bring it here. Well, yeah, I... Uh... Gerard, we've talked about this. Bringing unvetted artefacts or books into the archive is incredibly dangerous. It's locked away. And I'm sure the lock is very sturdy but that doesn't stop it being an unnecessary risk. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is exactly the sort of thing that will get you killed. I said I was sorry. Then we'll say no more about it. I don't enjoy being hard on you, but I really would rather you stayed broadly intact. I'm touched. You're going soft in your old age. Well, you are occasionally useful, despite your foolishness. Flatterer. <laughs> You can probably burn it in the back courtyard if you're careful. Yeah, we'll do. And for goodness sake, make sure no one sees you. The last thing we need is a letter to Elias about book burnings. Look, if you have somewhere better to burn this book... Of course, then... Gerard. I just happened not to mention the network of sinister tunnels that snake beneath the archive, where I keep all my darkest secrets. I mean, you joke, but there could be... It's that kind of place. I rather hope I would have found them by now. I like to think I'm not a complete incompetent. Until dementia hits. Given my choice to confide in you, I rather suspect it already has. Go burn your book. Gertrude. 
what happens if we fail? In what sense? If we miss a ritual, you know, if one of them works. Been losing sleep, have you? Something like that. If we are lucky, then that failure will also mean our deaths. You don't think they can reach us after death? I suppose that depends on your religious beliefs. Personally, I suspect death puts us beyond their power, either because we find ourselves in some kind of afterlife or because we simply cease to be. Yeah, I guess. And I am certain that either scenario is preferable to lingering in a world they control. They are already able to circumvent physics and suspend natural laws. If one were to genuinely press through, I suspect they would rewrite them wholesale, most likely making them utterly incomprehensible to any survivors. They, they might still need us human enough to be afraid, but beyond that, let's just surmise that petty rules like space or time would be unlikely to factor into the proceedings. They might even stop death entirely, deny us the one last escape, keeping us alive and afraid forever. And taxes? <laughs> taxes, I imagine, will continue. Beyond that, I honestly don't know. I suppose it depends on which one comes through. The world of the stranger would be very different to that of the corruption. And if it does happen... It's my fondest ambition to make sure it does not. Yeah, sure, but suppose it does. Very well. Could it be undone? Uh, no, I don't think so. Once an entity fully manifested, I doubt it would be keen to relinquish its grip on reality. No, I don't think so. Once an... No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Once an entity fully manifested, I doubt it would be keen to relinquish its grip on reality. And as for those unlucky enough to survive its rule, I don't think they would be in a state to do anything about it. Well, then I guess we'd better not let it happen. Well, quite. Now, I believe you have an evil book to burn? Yeah, of course. You, uh, need anything else burning? Oh, no, not right now. I think I'm all right. Thank you for the offer. Right. Oh, and Gerard, hmm? don't go rifling through my things in future. It could end badly for you. Oh, thank God. I thought I was seeing things. Glad I could help. I didn't know he was actually going to ask me to get it for him. I just mentioned it because he was talking about recording. Well, I'm sure he's waiting. You can wait a bit longer. 
Fantastic. Good of you to volunteer to help me. Uh, I, I didn't actually... Grab a stapler. Oh, fine. What are we doing? John's been getting frustrated with all the loose statement sheets around. I'm going box by box, collating and stapling them. And now, so are you. If you say so. I do. So, how are you finding our new leader? Mm, Alright, I suppose. Early days yet. Sure. Sure. Do you think he knows what he's doing? Mm, he'll get there. I just wish he didn't take it out on Martin in the meantime. If only there had been someone more qualified. Tim. Sasha. It's Elias' decision. It's some sexist bullshit is what it is. I mean... Probably. Look, it should have been you, and you just know if you had called him out, the little weasel would start talking about traditions and the values of our esteemed founder, Jimmy Magma. <laughs> Joni Magnum? Closer. Jack Magnet. That's the one. Uh, I'm serious, though. You should say something. Tim, I've been in academia for, what, ten years now? <sighs> I know how this goes. I didn't get the job. If I kick up a stink, I'll just get blackballed. Uh. Yeah. What if we kill him? What, Elias? No. Big Boss Sims. Cut the brakes on his office chair. No one would ever know. <laughs> Swap in a poison tea bag. Pin it on Martin. The perfect crime. <laughs> and how do you know that you won't be the one that gets it? That boy makes a lot of tea. Oh, it's okay. I spent the last few years building up an immunity to Iocane powder. <sighs> So what are you going to do? I don't know, really. Might just get another job. What? Seriously? Just jump ship? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's not much out there at the moment, but I've got a few alerts set up. I can't believe you just abandoned our intense will-they-won't-they storyline like that. Um, I'm pretty sure we established it's very much won't-they. No, 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 no. See, we had the ill-advised hookup, the awkward aftermath, and the gradually rebuilt friendship, but... That's all season two stuff. We've got like five more seasons before we get the heartwarming epilogue that makes it canon. I know it's hard to hear, mate, but you're not the love interest. I think you might be the character they drop after the pilot. Uh, wow, you are vicious today. Sorry, Tim. I can't hear you over all this stapling. I guess it's just... I just don't have anything keeping me here. You've got your brother? Yeah. Sorry. And Martin can't go anywhere that'll look too hard at his CV. Wait, how do you know about that? It's all on the system. Our digital security is shocking, by the way. Besides, it's not even a good lie. Okay, but seriously, you cannot let Martin know. He'll think I told you, and I swore to keep Stum. Hey, don't worry, I just... I mean, I kind of just ended up here. And I like it. L liked it. But if I'm bashing my head against the glass ceiling, it's time to go. Well, I'll miss you. Yeah, you will. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, Tim's so hard to talk to. Seriously, he won't stop making jokes and references. Not like Sasha. They've got no idea. And they never will. Seriously, though, everyone thinks you're just this reliable down-to-earth nerd. And what makes you think they're wrong? So what? Actually, I'm the one who doesn't get to see the real you? No such thing. As what? A real you. I don't think so, at least. It's all just masks. All right, Stanislavski. You know what I mean. 
you really believe that? Kind of. I mean, who knows why we do what we do? I do. No. All you know is what your brain does to justify what you do. It's no more reason than the face you put on for John. The only real you is the actions you take. Hey, I'll have you know I have a rich inner life. How nice for you. But hurry up with your outer one. You're falling behind and I'm not saving you any staples. Yeah, yeah. I still can't believe Gertrude was allowed to let this place get into such a state. Hmm, I just want to know why. What do you mean, why? You saw her. She's like a hundred years old and more cardigan than woman. She just started to lose it. Sad, but it happens. You never talked to her, did you? Well, I mean, I must have at some point. <laughs> You'd remember. Why? What was she like? Stone cold bitch. Sasha! And sharper than you. No way this is accidental. <laughs> oh yeah, this is all a big geriatric conspiracy. Wait, seriously? Mm-hmm. What possible reason could she have for being criminally incompetent in a manky old archive? No idea. And honestly, it kind of worries me. Well, tell you what. If you get eaten alive by improperly filed statements, me and Martin will avenge you. Well, aren't you sweet? I mean it. We'll burn this place to the ground. It'll be all like, Sasha! <laughs> Sasha! And what about John? Well, given the incoherence of this statement, I find it hard to believe it ever occurred. <laughs> In fact, based on the evidence, I find it highly unlikely this Sasha ever even existed at all. No, you took it too far. I'm unforgettable. <laughs> all right. He fires you because of all the drugs and the wild orgies on archive property. Yeah, that's fair. Now... Get back to work. Yes, ma'am. See? Told you you'd make a good boss. There is a place, deep in the heart of fear where you trap yourself and claim that it is safety. It was once a cabin and professes still to be such, but as with all in this new world that promises respite, it is a trap. The land outside is warped and twisted by the touch of those things that feed on your suffering, and behind those rough wooden planks it seems they cannot reach you. The screams may linger on the distant breeze, and your eye may wander beyond the curtains from time to time, but you and the one you love are, it seems, safe. If you had need to eat, no doubt there would be food. If you had need to sleep, no doubt the beds would be welcoming. But you have need of neither, and so you sit in your meagre comfort and belief of security with nothing to do, nothing to distract your mind from the agonies that lie just beyond your window. And those diversions you do find will offer no relief, but simply numb the mind into mournful nostalgia for a time when the world you inhabited seemed to make sense. Something moves outside struggling to crawl upon a hundred reaching, grasping hands. It shudders and grips the earth, pulling itself along as nails rip free and skin scrapes loose. It is afraid of what it has become and where it might be going. Close your eyes. Ignore the sounds. You, at least, are safe. There within the thing that pretends to be a cabin is the one you love. 
You hold each other, whisper words of reassurance, but the place knows this comfort to be a lie, and laces upon it instead the awful fear of losing what you have, of it being stripped away by the chaos that waits for you beyond the walls. Hold each other, it croons, be happy, but know always that this happiness is a lie, built on the squirming bones of those whose suffering you have caused. It will not let you feel the warmth of joy that this love may claim to gift. It is only a mouldy treasure to be clung to, something to fear the loss of as you hold it so tight that it withers and warps. It is a rotten sanctuary of lonely companionship. Outside it is raining. Heavy drops fall ice-cold and laced with salt. Tears of voyeuristic delight from the eyes that see and drink in all. It sinks into the dry, cracked ground, and from the mud faces struggle to push themselves free and breathe. They cannot breach the surface as the slick soil flows down their throats. Look closer at the rough planks that make this cabin and see that they are warmer softer and more yielding than the hard timber they present. Are the dimensions of this place quite what they were when you stayed here before the change? Or are the walls thicker, the doors heavier when they close? Were the curtains always stained that dull maroon? Or has the dust of the horrific world they keep at bay dyed them so? The one you love is always near, so close that refuge sometimes feels a prison. And yet your voice does not echo when you call to them, and they find they sometimes cannot hear it. Stay, the cabin says. Stay within my false defenses. Cling so close to what you desperately wish to save, and live in shaking fear of the things beyond that may take it from you. Throw another log on the fire and curl up close. There are always more logs for the fire here. This is your home, and here you can be safe as you putrefy body and soul. This place wishes to be our tomb, but the eye does not wish that. No. The eye wishes instead that it be my chrysalis. It is time that I emerge. Ah. Oh. John, is it? I thought. I heard... Are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I. Yes, I. I think so. What happened? The tapes. Were you... I, I was listening, and it. It, it was the one with Tim and, and Sasha, where they're. Yeah, yeah. Look, John, I. I know it hurts, but you've just no, got no, no. Okay. I, I was listening, and I was filled with this hatred, this anger. I, I wanted to leave and hunt down Elias. And oh, wow, okay. But when I thought it, there, there was there was something else. This place, it, it didn't want me. It didn't want us to go. What do you mean? this cabin. It's not right. And when I thought that, I, I felt it, it all poured out of me, down into the tape. I, I, and it felt good. It, it felt right. Okay. 
So you're recording again? I might need to, if we're going to make it. Back to the archives? Seems the best place to start. <laughs> yeah, all right. Martin, it's going to be a hard journey. One yeah, in yeah, which yeah. we... So I've actually had a couple of bags packed for a while now. Um, oh. I found some rope in the attic and I packed oh, that with the maps. Uh, Martin... No, no, I, I know what you're going to say. What good are maps when the very earth has... Oh, yes. But I, I've packed them anyway because you never know. Martin... I, I, actually, I actually found a stash of tea under the kitchen sink. I, I realise we don't need to eat or whatever, but, you know, that doesn't yes, mean that we... Yes, yes, yes. All right. All right. We've got this. Apparently so. Do you think it'll do anything? Confronting Elias? I... Maybe. No, I'm serious. Do we... Is there a chance that we can undo this? Gertrude didn't think so. Right. But she's dead. Let's find out for ourselves. You're taking the recorder? Uh, just in case I need to vent. Again, it, it helps. Okay. You said this place, the, the cabin, was... It, it's feeding on us, right? Yes. So should we destroy it before we go? I honestly don't know if we can. Besides, there's far worse out there. Better to try and avoid it, I think. We're not even going to try? We've got your lighter, maybe we could we just... We can't fight the world, Martin. Says you. Let's go. The Magnus Archives is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by Jonathan Sims, produced by Lorianne Davis, and directed by Alexander J. Newell. It featured John Gracie as Jerry Key, Sue Sims as Gertrude Robinson, Lottie Broomhall as Sasha James, Mike LeBeau as Tim Stoker, Jonathan Sims as The Archivist, and Alexander J. Newell. As Martin Blackwood. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at rustyquill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website or on Reddit at r slash the Magnus Archives. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi everyone, it's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not this future that is terrifying, but our present. The Programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about The Programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and see you later. ...to thank some of our patrons. Jennifer Sutherland, Travis Boylat, Ali Chilov, Berlin Kothoed, Agnieszka Bogdan, Curtis Y. Takahashi, Emily James, Alex Bernier, Nana Yaliblu, Evelyn Skidmore, Ori Griffin, Melissa Coetzel, Izzy Edmonds, Lyska, Alex, Gray G, Benjais Coes, Erin Graham, Rebecca McVeigh, Rachel Attaway, Itzel Anna Yelim, Emma Briannon, Annika Eckholm, Fane Greenwood, Jake the Fake Jake, Caitlin Martin, Avery Winther, Jamie Frew, Ebony Briar, Misha, Torsonist, Percival Shaw, Jack, Lee McNally, Jennifer, Elliot H T, David D Martin, Grayest B. Elizabeth Coretto. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards.